I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, hello to all Liverpool fans around uh, the world. Uh, Ian St. John here with David Fairclough and Roy Evans. And uh, we'll be discussing the events that are happening around Liverpool Football Club at the present time. Just a couple of things to bring up. We have, um, on the 4th of November, our former players are having their charity dinner. Now, that, that's up at the club. We'll have all the legends will be there. All the lads support this because, it's, as I say, it's our own charity. So if you'd like to be there, check the website and you'll find out. That, that website, by the way, just as a little reminder, is 5times.co. So 5times.co. Uh, there's also a charity game at uh, Chester. We're playing over at Chester. Liverpool, would you believe, playing the Everton Legends for the Once Upon a Smile uh, charity. And that's on October the 13th. So if you're around on the 13th, go to Chester and you'll see some of the big, big names. The Liverpool FC and the Everton Blue Boys. Uh, again, you can find that on uh, 5 timescom Now, the things that are happening, lads... At the moment here, I think one of the, the, the big talking points, of course, is Coutinho is going to be out for six weeks. Now, the way that that lad's been playing and the way the team have been playing, you know, undefeated, top of the league, it's going to be a big blow, Roy. I think it's a really big blow for us at the end of the day. I, I don't think he's actually reached the top of his form this season. Uh-huh. I think he's, you know, he, last season he was sensational. And that hasn't quite got to the top of his form yet. And unfortunately, he picked up this injury the other day. Um, but even after he went off, we sort of lost all sort of uh, rhythm to our to our play, and, and that's a big worry for me because he's he's the creator in the team. Do you think? Bring David in here. Do you think David the fact that Roy saying Coutinho, and I would agree with you there. I don't think he's quite had the spark he had last year. Is that because Suarez is not playing? Interesting. Um, maybe there's a little bit of a. You know, there's more knowledge about him. Uh, you know, sides have picked up on his his strengths and his weaknesses. Being close, you know, he closed him down right. a little bit more. But but certainly he holds up, the, he holds the ball up well. And, and against Swansea the other night, he he did seem to be the the focus of the of all our good play. You know, everything seemed to go through him, and and players played off him. So it was important uh, when when we lost him because we did lose all that direction. Uh-huh. I mean, he's such a clever little player. He, his passing, I think, is well, it's sensational, really. Uh, that he can spot a little opening, play the ball. Yeah, I think he has that natural um, intelligence to to pick out runs, and he and he doesn't dither on the ball too much. You know, where once upon a time players would make runs, and you know they're not picked out. Now we've got quality players in there who can deliver passes, uh, and he certainly is one of those. Mm-hmm. But there's no, he doesn't seem to waste any time in, in releasing. And uh, we've seen in, in recent weeks, you know, he's, he's fed balls through to Sturridge. You know, Sturridge playing off the shoulder. I think that's uh, you know it's coming together more and more, and um, and obviously it will be a big miss. Even uh-huh. Jordan. Henderson, to be fair, has, has reaped the benefit. He's been making runs and people have seen him now. I mean, yes. in, in the past, to be fair, he's made runs and, and the ball hasn't got there. So it's improving his game as well. So when you've got a guy with that much creativity, 
it's a it's a big it's a big loss. Well, I'm delighted that he is actually running forward because you know the, the, my criticism of him was that, that he never got out of the centre circle, and uh, as you know, that we from midfield. That's that's the hub of the whole game is that midfield, and it's no point in just well Stephen's going to do it. Stephen Gerrard will make the runs, he'll make the passes, he'll do everything. Other players have got to weigh in, and I think Henderson this year, whether the manager, I'm sure the manager has been sent to him and they've been working at training. Look, you know, you get yourself in there, and I and I think it's been a big plus for him. But you've also, when you make the run, you've got to have someone to find him. And if you keep making the run, that the ball doesn't come. Then he stopped making that run. So now he's going in there, and not not just him, other players as well. I believe the benefits of, of what Coutinho can do, yeah. as I said, and that'll be the loss to the to the, the team for the five or six weeks he may be out. I think right. the thing with Henderson is uh, the fans are picking up on his energy and uh, the, the ground that he's covering. And he obviously is a very fit lad, and he, he does he does perform well in that role down the right hand side. You know, he gets back quite well. He's now getting forward a little bit more. Obviously, scoring a couple of goals in pre-season from that sort of position as well has given him a little bit of confidence to, to go a little bit further. He could sharpen up in front of goal because. Obviously, with that energy, he's going to get into key areas, so he can make the you know make the most of it. Mm-hmm. And even uh, the other night with the with the Moses goal, I mean, he was one of the, the three in support of of Moses. He makes up ground really tr- tremendously well, and I think that's a sign of all the confidence that's running through the team at the moment. In the modern game, I feel that midfield players can score goals and shoots. I mean, if you look at Stephen, the, the amount of goals Stephen Gerrard scored, uh, if, if you look down at Lampard, down at Chelsea, now midfield players scoring tons of goals. Yeah. And because I think that the way the, the modern game seems to be that if you get past sort of their midfield, there's a big area between the back four and you, and you know, and if you make intelligent runs, get in there. I think there's there's, there's goals for you. And for me, I think that, that you know we we have not been doing that. We've been quite happy these so-called sitting players just to sit. Instead of saying, hey, I'm a certain player, but if I see a gap there, I'm going to make a run. Little Coutinho might see me and bump him in. I'm never quite happy having two sat there doing that doing job. That job yeah. I, I can understand having one sitting there, maybe as a, you know, certainly um, Lucas, that he sits there, he, he, he's grown into that job. When you start having two, if you put Joanna and Lucas together, then yeah. you lose so much creativity out of your side at the end of the day. Stephen with Lucas, yeah, well, Stephen's got a bit of everything. I mean, we know what Stephen can do. Uh, but that, the fact that Henderson now is starting to get on the score sheet, that's a bonus as well. I think we might see Alan used as sort of that sort of um, the op- the option to to Henderson. You know, if, if Henderson wasn't there, Alan, I think is more likely to get figure in the team. And may, maybe also if Lucas wasn't there, Alan is, is is a replacement for him. I don't think we'll see much of of Lucas and Alan no, uh, t- together in the, in the central areas anyway. I think um, you know it was noticeable in one or two of the, the warm up games. Alan replaced Henderson and vice versa, mm-hmm. and both of them got into great shooting up, you know, goal scoring opportunities, yeah. particularly the game against Olympiacos. So I think I think you know those type of things are, are now beginning apparent. You know what I mean? I think, and we're not playing. I don't know. So um, regimented, regimented. Yeah, yeah. In, in past years maybe under under Rafa <coughs> at, at times, and and, and Gerard Julia oh. as well. Certain players had you know very much restrictions placed on them and where they could run to and you know areas yeah. that they were expected to, to cover. Now there's a little bit more freedom all around a lot the side. Of more I think in the whole way the team plays, isn't it? Yeah. They, they were, we're not just keeping it for keeping 
say there's a, there's a little bit more purpose this season about how we're playing well certainly in the first half every game yeah. second half is, is a bit of a worry really, isn't it yeah there's a real adventure about some of our players I think early on in the season we, we, we've seen how we, we get forward we swarm over the opposition and sort of really close things down quite well you know you've seen a lot of adventure from the fullbacks. backs you know, that, that, that's key it's pity, like perhaps that we, you know, we're getting the injuries at the moment, and more injuries maybe than than we would like. And, and the loss, you know, Johnson's loss is, is 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 a key at the moment. Uh, you know, really do uh, hope that he's back sooner rather than later. What about Stephen though? Uh, we, we're talking about Henderson bombing forward, and you know, Lucas holding a bit more. The last game that we played, I thought Stephen was sitting more defensively. Now. Is it because he's getting on a little bit and maybe the manager's saying, listen, conserve a bit your energy and don't go up there as often? Or what? I don't know. I'm just looking at him thinking, now, do we need him to do that or do we need him to play as he's always played where when he sees things, he gets there and gets in the box? I think he's certainly, he's certainly dropped back a little bit, but he's starting to go into a position where he's controlling the game um, in midfield in, in most cases. Um, and he's getting the odd best for it, but I understand what you're saying. I think, I mean, has he still got that that pace to get where he wants to get? Yes. Uh, and burst into the box. And another point I think as well. Sometimes when you play in that position at centre midfield, if you haven't got a guy up front who's holding the ball up, it's very difficult yes. to make those runs. And and you know, without being too critical uh, of of the lad up front, Aspas, that it, it's been a little bit it's been a little bit difficult for him. You know, he hasn't really got that sort of physical ability. Um, his, his, his runs have been decent or whatever but at the end of the day you need a guy to get all the yes. ball then people can start moving off them I think yeah. in the early part of the game the other night I mean we saw that run from you know Stevie getting forward again to, to getting contact with Moses for, for, for the goal you know Stevie yeah. does have that ability to get there I thought Stevie looked a little bit tired the other night I mean, that's, that's unfair enough but I mean having that responsibility having played two international games yeah. over, the last, over the last ten days or so not everything that comes with the captaincy of England for me, you know, maybe he looked a little bit jaded because uh, he, he didn't sort of get hold of the ball as much as you know we we know he can. Um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of his touches were sort of first time balls forward, and obviously, as you say, Roy, it was coming back too too often. So it needed for me. Stevie to get his foot on it a little bit more and just if, if at all possible and I think at times that's going to be necessary in, in these situations because I think we should have picked up on that the other night that the ball was going forward but it was coming straight back at us yeah. and I mean we were getting no release Yeah, and I think it's Roy hit the nail on the head there we need somebody up there a target man if you like somebody who had a ball gets played in he can hold it up and give midfield players a chance to get up there if, if you man up the front doesn't hold it up yeah. How are you ever going to get there? Yeah, so the, 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 the kid Aspas, at the moment, I think he's, he's just a learning process, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think he's anywhere near. You would say, well, he, he's going to be the regular playing Good up there. Good movement behind players, and he tries to get in there, but when it actually comes to holding that ball up. He hasn't quite got that yet. I, th- I think by design, I think for the Villa game and then the United game, I think we did retreat into the, into our own half in the second half. I think the other night we were. I think that was a little bit of a making of our own. Um, inadequacies really you know the Coutinho uh, injury was, was key but then I don't think we helped ourselves and I don't think we really want, need, wanted the other night to be pushed back as, as far as we, as we did and I think you're seeing in, in that maybe Sturridge is not 100% I'm, I'm still I'm sure he, I think he's, he's carrying one or two little knocks yeah. he's having to play a little bit more maybe than, than he um, that he's had to, you know, that he would have done normally. And Sturridge, uh, Suarez rather, is going to make a huge difference when 
when he's back in the in the selection. <laughs> well, yeah, I hope it's not a tactic actually, just dropping back no. and getting ahead and going no, back because, know, yeah. because you will get caught out as we did against Knox County. Yeah. I think Brendan in did all the games, against yeah. the Villa game, he, he did. You know, we did want us to retreat back a little bit, and we, and we did. And we, we sort of like it was a little bit risky, but but for the most of the time, we were very very tight yeah. and pretty and pretty compact. Mm. Uh, United, um, we were more. Yeah, or less, you take, your foot, off, you take your foot off the pedal. Yeah. And it's so difficult oh. to get it back on. Yeah, 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 I'm with you there because yeah. I, I, I feel that you know we've always been well. We were brought up on it. You know we've got them wide to throw it, and we yeah. go and finish the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we finish the job off. Now, in the games that we've played this season, as well as we've played and we've won them, in the second half. We've not had the bulk of the game, have we? It's as if, as you say, Roy, that we're maybe saying, "Well, okay, we've done, we've done our job there, you know, and we're winning one 0 and we're going to sit back now." I think it's a dangerous thing sitting back. I mean, they're not going to score goals if the ball's in their box. Well, in all the but games, they'll score it if it's yeah. in our box. So yeah. don't let them get anywhere near. In all it. the games, Stoke, we save a penalty. Mm. Um, That's right. We went to Villa. Played for 40 minutes. The last five minutes of the first half, we were bombarded, hit the, the bar, and different things. And then Villa in the second half. And then you've got the Notts County game again. And so all the games have been. You, Man United with the least threats. I know, enough. yeah. Man United with the least threats. I thought yeah. that we won the game, not to say comfortably, but we won it with a little bit of ease, I thought. I think that was because it was a, you know, it was such a, a key game, yeah, a high yeah, game. The crowd were going really wild and. Uh, the players had to go forward because you know the crowd do suck you in a bit. We all know that. And uh, but this little this little area that we're talking about is something that you know we look at and think, come on, lads. You know, are we doing this because the manager wants us to, to come back a bit and tighten up and you know and hold on, or are we just not concentrating enough in the second half? I mean, normally over when you play against Man United, <clears throat> if if you get ahead and then you back off. Over the last seasons, past seasons, they've just they've just swarmed all over you, and they will score. Uh-huh. At the end of the day, I just don't think they don't seem to have that real edge at the moment. Um, and against Liverpool, they did they came at us, but they didn't really put us under great pressure. No. But you were keeping inviting that against all the teams. You, you will get caught out somewhere. Uh, I'd like to see us somewhere on the line. Hey, if it gets the 2-0 but which it did against Notts County but go and make it 4-0 yeah, and yeah. keep trying to yeah. be, be progressive hey, we, we've got to just mention that the, our, our former player Shelby the other night I mean what an impact he had in the game didn't he? Yeah incredible start <laughs> and uh, obviously I think he, he would have featured in a, a lot of people's bets for for the first goal scorer but you wouldn't have thought he was going to score so early on and then you think well we're in for a torrid night but I mean uh, you know it, it ebbed and flowed for him didn't it it was uh, the pass, it was funny now the pass back that's the, it's the bane of my life I, I watch a game not only our own team but other teams as well we see it all the time where Football is at the moment is being played as possession, possession, and if it means you know, okay, one back to the goalkeeper, teams do this, and and I've always thought if I was playing today, I would cut off that line, David. You mm. played on the front as well. You look at it and go, there's a chance he's going to pass it blind to you, and of course, Shelby, what a ball! He's just casually wanting to roll it back. And Sturridge is reading the script as well, good centre forwards do. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. You read it and you thank you, and he goes. Lovely, I, and we well we know we, we've we've had it ourselves. Our defenders keep possession, keep possession, and then back to the goalkeeper. You know, it's honestly, it's so you dangerous. You can't afford to be careless in your own you half when no, you're no. trying to keep that possession. No. Maybe going back to Shelby, the defender today, maybe has a little bit of 
full of blindness every now and then. You know, at the end of the day, because forgot he, where he, he was. handed all the goals to me. <laughs> well, I mean, strangely, strangely uh, I mean, Sturridge might have thought that he, he knew what he was just going to, you know, yeah. the type of, you know, having been around him for a little while and uh, that little tendency. I mean, again, it was a good, it was a good feature of Liverpool's play. I mean, the, the, the pressing. I mean, yeah. Shelby didn't really have anywhere to no go, options, but yeah. he should have just humped it yeah. really clear. But he's a footballer, and Sturridge just thought. You know what? Well, there's every chance because he moves very, very early. He's there waiting for the pass as much as anything else. Well, I mean, not just in that game, but we we'd seen Shelby play the last couple of years. Did we do the right thing moving him on? In my opinion, he, he's not you know the player for, for Liverpool going forward. Uh, okay, he was he was billed as perhaps a, a new Stevie in, in the making. Um, I don't think it ever fully um, came through. And I think whilst he's got good technique and, and you know whatever, he's always going to you know score his fair share of goals. I think, but there's there's something in his game. He's just too easy ozy. I think he's a bit too you know lackadaisical in his in, a, in his approach. And and he was very rash, wasn't he? And he, he didn't have that discipline perhaps that suits the club's mentality. Bit, the game now is massive, isn't it? Yeah. Day. And, I mean, creative player. I mean, he's, he's, he's always he was always trying to score a goal. He's always trying to get there. We mostly played him in wider positions, but I don't think really suited him. Mm-hmm. Um, but having said that, I mean, he, he played a decent game for them. Um, and, and you have to give Swansea a little bit of credit. We're talking about Liverpool sitting back. Swansea did actually yeah. swarm all over them in, in that last period. Um, but whether Shelby, whether he, I don't think he would have been quite good enough to take you no. to the next level. No, I think we'd all agree on that, that yeah. uh, it was a good move, a nice few million pounds and a uh, good bit of business, I thought. Well, he's done well there going to Swansea and obviously he's going to feature in, uh, in their side week in, week out. Uh, he's going to be the centre of, of probably all their sort of movement forward. Um, you know, it, it, time, time was right. And let's just give him a little bit of credit, by the way, is that... Hey, he moved because he wanted to play football. Aye. And I, I'm, I'll own that. That's, that's yes. great. Not about yeah. the money, about yeah. wanting to be in, in, in the, the first team. And yeah. He deserves a bit of credit yeah. for that. Yeah, he, he, was he, he was hoping Barcelona would come in, but there you go. <laughs> now, what about. <laughs> I'm just thinking here about our young players. What about wisdom? Now, I think this kid has got a lot of potential. You know, maybe Shelby was never going to quite, I don't think, personally measure up to being what I would call a top Liverpool player but I think Wisdom could do that I've been a bit of a Wisdom fan I'll be honest with you because I've seen him in his early uh, days coming into the club and playing in the youth team and, and what have you he always played at centre back he was a, a ball playing centre back as well you know one who wants to come out with it and always looked assured and I, I did always think that he was going to turn into, a, into a, a bit of a player obviously he's playing under 21 football for England uh, as, as centre back for us at the moment, he's getting this right back, but he's coming under a little bit of the spotlight, and it's a little bit perhaps rash, I think, of the fans to to turn on him a bit because I do sense that he's being picked on a, a, a little bit, and he and he is only learning, and he's doing a job. Isn't he? He's doing he's a, done job. a job. You know, with Johnson being out of there. Mm. My my biggest thing in football now, I think the fullbacks are actually now really key players in the team. Yes, I mean that's where you get your with with from. Very few of the of the actual wingers stay out there. They come yeah. inside. Coutinho comes in. Uh, okay, if Sterling plays, and, and maybe with Moses, we might get a little more with. But your two fullbacks have got to be up and down players. They've got to be able to defend enough, but they've also got to give you an end product at the other end. And when Johnson plays, he's got plenty in the attacking sense. Been caught out a few times over the years defensively, but seems to be improving a little bit uh, on that thing. Um, and on the other side, Enrique, when he gets to, to the 18 yard box, more or less it's a big wall which is uh-huh. shame but can defend well but, but I think them two players are key in your team well, if, if you want you know, any, any sort of width 
now you're quite right they're pushing on and, and that's the way the modern game is and the two centre backs are being left there now I think they're, they're, the, they're the two crucial players then because you know the, the days of having you know four at the back or maybe if one went forward you've got three at the back but when at the moment there's, there's two of them and they're sometimes a split quite a gap between them you know you can have 40 yards between the two centre backs and I'm thinking looking at it now if I was up there as a centre forward I wouldn't mind being in that, being in that position that mm-hmm. if I could get the ball to my feet if somebody could say bump and give you the ball you can go at that one guy because the other fella is so far away in support play so I, you know, I really do think at the moment that the, the, the centre back, the onus on the, the centre backs is enormous. The cover, the cover for the centre back is in front of him. Is the centre midfield player to drop in? Yeah. Now, if, he, if he is not sussing what's going to happen, mm. you know, and, and doesn't turn around and get, and get back and try to fill that hole, the other co- the cover for Perfect for someone pays like you to you know, obviously. Get behind yeah, people. I, to be honest with you, when you when you made that point about I'd love to have played against that, I would do myself. Yeah, I mean, exactly right. I mean, if you've got pace and uh, and you're happy to cover that ground, you know, you go and chase a few and and, and think right. that you know you're going to get a little bit of luck at, at, at some point. And if you look at Liverpool, how you know the, the build up uh, sort of generally materialises. I mean, the ball goes back to Mignolet, and, and then generally then Mignolet picks out one of the, the fullbacks. So there is there is an, an opportunity there for the opposition to to pressurise the fullbacks. Wisdom's coming under a little bit of pressure at times because he's getting these balls in tight situations, and, and for the moment, you know, perhaps he's not handling it the best. Um, but it's a, it's a, you know, it, it is the way Brendan uh, wants to play yeah. going forward. But I, I would agree, it is it is risky, but I think it's probably the part of the culture of the club now that we're, you know, obviously getting the four players along the back, being comfortable yeah, receiving yeah. the ball it's, it's in, the in situations. Minute, not to give the ball away in any areas yeah. at the end of the day. I mean. We talked before about you know, making mistakes, John Joe Shelby. They've taken away that rose head now, isn't it? There's yeah. no rose head in any no, ground, no, is there? No, you know? no. And sometimes it, it, you know, uh, it comes in handy. Yeah. Imagine Tony Lawrence years ago giving the ball to Big Ronnie all the time. Oh, and, no. uh, you see, <laughs> now this is the thing about this new way of playing. Every player, and I mean today's players as well, every player is not comfortable with the ball. No. And certainly, if you've got four defenders, Three of them might be comfortable. There's always one you go, don't give it to him. Why did you look at me then when you said no, that? <laughs> <laughs> I remember Big Ronnie at Old Trafford. They took a throw in United and they, they threw it in to Bestie. No, to, we took the throw in, sorry. We threw it to Big Ronnie, mistake. You know, they threw a ball to Ronnie. So he was on his third touch trying to control it when George Best ran at him, took the ball off him, ran through and put it in the net. Well, shanks for years after that, every team meeting. And you remember, boys, no throwing the ball square to Ronnie, and you know, it got brought up every other week to Ronnie. So I know that central defenders, a lot of them, don't fancy it. They don't want it, and we've we've seen our central yeah. defenders make mistakes as well. Yeah, Skirtle so last year, perhaps Skirtle, yeah. early on in the season, lost a little bit of confidence. I think yeah, from that, that obviously yeah. being the getting the ball so much. I mean, he made a couple of mistakes, and the game seemed to sort of like deteriorate from then on in. I think that's the, the problem sometimes. Is, excuse me, as a manager, you, you want your players to, to pass it and keep it, and, and maybe people have talked about Martin Skittle. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Supporting that with, with Brendan. That sometimes when you're on the pitch, you've got to make your own decisions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you feel uncomfortable, stick it, stick it down the pitch. Yeah. And yes. then we yeah, group at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, yeah. But if you feel you've got to play it every time it comes to you, and then, you, then you're under pressure as a defender. I think I think down the right hand side, uh, Johnson gives them a good option in that yes. sense. He yeah. is a willing runner. Yes. I mean, he chases an awful lot of balls. You, you see him, you know, going down deep into the corners, and so, so, so you know that. that How long for? Well, it's not quite as bad as initially uh, thought, but um, it's a, it's a sprained ankle, and you know, in, in days gone by, you played with you know you you know you got away Strap with strappings and you know, oh, stuff. I can't run well, limp quickly. <laughs> <laughs> what about the, we're talking centre backs? What about the, the our first look at uh, Sacco? How did you think he did? Well, I think he, he's going to take a you know a few games to adjust to the pace of the game. Um, mm. You know, seeing him dive in a couple of times early on, you thought, "Oops, hang on." You know, uh, and maybe that's a lack of game practice. You know, um, with players who are you know finding their feet and, and diving in on Michu, he just had quick feet, and yes. and that's been one of his strengths anyway. So he he did look a little bit isolated. You know, exposed at times, Sacco, and and certainly it was a sleepy start from Liverpool all over. You yes, know, from a defensive exactly. When was the last time you seen Stevie do yeah. that? But um, I think as as the game progressed, the second half. I thought the game suited Sacco a little bit more. It was a bit more natural that balls were coming in and all he had to do was basically head it clear. He, he, made, he needed to make snappier and, and sort of straightforward point decisions. Point the fact that yeah, when, sometimes when you're under pressure, you, you, don't get, you don't get pulled out of position. Mm. Then you're stuck back in there, so you haven't got a run. In the first half, he stepped out, got caught yeah. out, and, and, and obviously a little bit maybe for the second goal as well. But I think he looked really comfortable in possession. Yeah. The lads are calling him a beast when they've been watching him in training, apparently, and Carla was saying, and to Jamie. <clears throat> so, look, I think he looks to have something. Oh, whether he can oh, just, whether he can adapt to it quite quickly, you know, that remains to be seen. I mean, the, the, the tackle he made on Michu was, seems to be typical of him. You know, that, uh, that real long stretching leg, little, mm-hmm. getting that little toe in at, at, vital, mm-hmm. at vital times. So, I think as the second half, you know, as the, as the game wore on, I thought Sacco looked more and more comfortable. And, mm-hmm. and obviously, I think it's going to be a few weeks before you see the best from, from him. Yeah, well, let's hope so. And the goalkeeper, of course, continues his good form. Eh? I, think, yeah. I think, you know, we were all a little bit, oh, you know, we, we, we don't know an awful lot about this goalkeeper. And uh, for me, you know, he, he's looking very sound. Yeah, I think we're seeing real step up in his confidence. You know, more, more and more at those first uh, iffy moments against Stoke. But after that, he settled really yes. well. I mean, the penalty save obviously is it will be crucial in his in his Liverpool career. Yeah, I think that's sort of in history. Yeah, right? very, very much so. And and you see, you seen the other night. He makes quick early decisions. He comes out and he, he's taking cl- uh, crosses now. He came out and punched a couple, which I think is a, a sign is, of which is way late. You know, that sort of thing. We've said, what's he going to be like on crosses? Because mm-hmm. at first we, we're going. I didn't look too good, certainly against Stoke. Yeah. But again, I think now he's, he's sort of past that and he looks quite comfortable um, in what he's doing. Daniel Aga on the injury front. Daniel Aga, stomach problem. Uh, and uh, you know, I think the muscle 
stomach muscle problem. Uh, and we, you, we're talking injuries here. You've had a few injuries in your time, David. I mean, really serious injuries. You had a very serious injury, as a matter of fact, didn't you? Mm. You, you were out for how long? Ooh, a guy lost a year, really. Did but, you? Um, yeah. A little bit more, yeah. But um, Aga's um, miss is, is, is crucial, I think, yes. because he's made such a good start to the... Uh, to the season and, he, and he's one who we, we look to now to build from the back he's one who's very comfortable with the ball isn't it as, as we know but um, he, he got a very unusual injury uh, in this week really I think you, you're more not you know you you normally hear of players being injured on the training field or whatever but he was he was hurt in the gym quite yeah. unusually um, avoiding a dumbbell or sort of stretching for a dumbbell so he, he's done his he's done his side it's kind of a, a rib uh, injury, nothing too crucial. Um, mm. We we would you know we would gather from Brendan's comments. The dumb move then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, what's he doing lifting weights? You, exactly. We never lifted weights. I've got to say. I mean, this is a whole new thing, which is great when you hear. We didn't have any. Med- we didn't have any medical side to it. No, but in, the in pre-season we yeah. did it. Yeah. We, you know, we used to, we had these weights, and we used to do them only in that period. Building up for the first two or three weeks. Yeah, but Sam used to say, by the way, I mean, it was like playing on AstroTurf, but we don't play AstroTurf in the game. We don't jump over hurdles in the game, so we don't do it, you know. Somewhere along the line, it's it, that's the modern day. These days, the gym thing is is the dumbbell is uh, dumbbells. We, we used to do pre-season. Uh, the medicine balls, the head in the medicine ball was hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'll tell you, you'll find that now. I'll tell you something about the dumbbell. Never mind the medicine balls. Heading the ball. Now, I don't know what they're doing training today, but we practiced it yeah. with the passing, this, that, and the other. But we always did heading practices as well for defenders coming and coming out and heading and being aggressive, getting distance on your headers and all that. Forwards, bump, heading, heading, heading. The amount of chances today with headers that don't even hit the target, and I'm talking about all football, all levels of football, I think heading is becoming a lost art. I think this business of the get ball on the deck, passy passy, tippy tappy, all that, we're forgetting that the goals can be scored. A high ratio of goals should be scored with headers. And we're seeing them, I mean, at the weekend, you watch the games, they round up at the games, lads are in there, they're about six yards out, heading it over the bar, heading it straight at the keeper, you know, misheading it, hitting their shoulders. Also, really, and I mean, going back in time, Players headed the ball because they were practicing to head the ball, and every team had good headers. Mostly big guys, Roy, wasn't it? Big well, centre forwards. Actually, you say the big the guys, like yourself and Alex Young, played for Everton at right. similar sort of time. Yeah. Both Grace headers the ball, probably. But what are you five nine something like that? I wish. Yeah, you wish. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but with Grace yes. headers the ball. I mean, yeah. but not only just with power, with finesse and whatever. Yeah. And go back to our mate John Joe Selby. What yeah. a great little touch it was. Yes. You know, just got in the air and just guided it and put it in yeah. the guy makes the, the run in the, in the back of the net but do, do you think watching the yeah. games that there's a lack of good heading yeah I do I do. Oh. I, think, I think a lot of chances are missed um, you know good balls in the box set from set plays and, and a lot of guys don't watch the ball 
onto the head or to the back of the net. And yeah. I, think, yeah. I, think, I think you see the odd uh, images of the players training these days and it's all skipping through posts oh, yeah. and jumping over little barriers and stuff like that. You don't see them working on the obvious techniques. And yeah. as you say, in, in, you know, in previous years, I mean, it was all about repetition, about technique. And there, there were, as you, as you rightly say as well, I mean, so many players right throughout the league who were renowned as great heading technicians, you know, yeah. people who could actually use the ball intelligently. And for the last few years... I mean, you're not that aware of people who you would, you know, absolutely back your life on, with with you know, with a headed chance. You know what I mean? You think, well, absolutely no. You know, there's no way. I mean, Toshi, obviously, we were looking yeah, to have. Yeah, and, and after that, maybe a Toshi. Yeah, yeah but I mean, at, you know, at the moment, there's no obvious sort of, um, you know, no, great uh, header of the ball. I just think it's a skill that, that has gradually been lost in the game and uh, if you can get somebody that is a really good header of the ball I don't know where they're going to come from because I mean we, we all learned it in street football didn't we that was where we yeah. actually yeah. played street football and, well, we and heading against the ball the ball hang off my yeah we had an, uh, uh, Anfield yeah. well uh, down at uh, Melwood we had a, a, ball, a ball hanging from a, a, a rope in the, in the dressing room and we'd all jump with a little routine where you'd come two groups come out one would come head it and the next guy would head it and head it and you're timing the, the you know the ball as it's coming back to you get up there and, and head it technology yeah, Te- yeah. simple, <laughs> simple but yeah. so effective yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so that's just something that, so that's that's one always been in my that's mind one thing that's going out the game and, and, and tackling the course is the other isn't it really well, because you're not allowed to tackle that's going out the game tackling. a little bit yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well although I'm, I'm quite pleased this season that the, the referees have been told to say every tackle or every free kick isn't a yellow card and I think I think that that will help the game a little bit for me because it, I mean every time you even attempt at a tackle even if you're a millisecond late you're yeah. looking for cards yeah, that, that, there's such a thing as accidental yeah, fouling yeah, isn't and, it I mean, and there's such a thing as about a little bit of physicality in the game yeah. and we're not looking to big people's legs you're looking for just good honest tackles no we've noticed it, and even in Europe which is unusual referees you know pulling people up for bloody diving no, we we saw a young over at Manchester United. What a blatant dive that was! You know, kicking the guy's leg just to fall over and hope to get a penalty kick. I think that this purge on divers is the best thing that's happened to the game for ages, referees, because it was driving us all mad. Fans around the world going, "This is ridiculous." Boys are toppling over left, right, and centre, and you're saying, "Was it a foul? Was it a penalty?" You know, is he conning the referee? Now the referees have been strict on this, thankfully. At last, uh, and maybe we'll get a more honest game. Yeah, I think so. Um, certainly, um, um, Ashley Young has, has, has seen to perfect this. He's not his own, but said, let's say that's maybe not his own. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it, it's highlighted certainly yeah. by by last weekend. But uh, this tactic of of kicking somebody else's leg and the, the defender saying, "What's going on there?" You know, I mean, uh, yeah. And well, I mean, we had one who used to be very good at the Howie Gale years <laughs> yeah. ago. How yeah. did, I always wondered how many. Uh, how did he get away with it? I mean. Uh, Every time he ran into the box, he, could, he seemed to be able to get a penalty, Howard Gale. So, um, but I mean, it, it, so it's not totally new to the game. But obviously, with the with the TV coverage these days, it's it's it's, it's hard to get away with it. Now. I was pleased yeah. with David Moyes' reaction to it, and that he oh, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. "By the way, I don't condone all this." And I think it's got to come from come the from the manager, the, the manager, and say, "By the way, in there, it's it's difficult. You know, it's such a fast game now. The ball, and the, 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 the milliseconds, but." But then I think I think because referees have stopped giving some of the penalties, I think sometimes if but, you get a slightest yeah. touch and then you make it look spectacular, yeah. you actually you actually stopping yourself getting a penalty. Sometimes it's quite, it's quite well, obvious. You get injured. 
It's quite yeah. o- aye. Yeah. It's quite obvious for me when, when it's a dive because they do. The players do put their arms out as if they're diving into a, a swimming pool, don't they? You yeah. know, they get tripped. Now, if you get tripped up and you're going at speed, your, your hands come down to, to break your fall as you turn over. You know, you, you come down and turn over. But they go out diving out the way. You know, you said it was a nice one. Mm. Marks out a ten for that one. The problem so, is all the top players, if you like. I mean, I don't Luis Suarez has done his first year and. You're talking about Ronaldo's, if you like Gareth Bale. I mean, this is the guy mm. top of the thing, and somewhere along the line, they're the guys who've got to be stopped. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Brendan somewhere along the line last year said to him, Louis, you've got to start, you know, playing the game as it should be played. Otherwise, you know, your, your reputation is going to fall and fall again. Well, I think the thing we've seen this season already, uh, Sturridge being, being more than fair on yeah. a couple of occasions yeah. where other managers would have encouraged their players to go to ground, Sturridge stayed on his feet, yeah. and, and we've had. Fans sort of shout, "Go down, go down!" Oh, and, well, and he's and he's done really well to actually, you know, now he's got, he's he's perceived as a, as a fair player, which you know will stand him in good stead somewhere down the line. We hope. So we have to educate the fans as well as the players. You know, cheating is cheating. Yeah. Whether it's your team or the other team, cheating is cheating. And let's get it out of the game. And I hope the referees continue to be strict on it. Now, just to finish, lads, uh, we're watching our, our latest former player, Jamie Carragher, uh, on his new job in, in TV. Along with uh, regarding Neville, how do you think he's doing? Well, I'm not watching much of the air now. I think there's a, a little bit of an over analysis. I'll be, I'll be honest, but he's um, he's certainly making a name for himself. He, he made a, a, a hilarious remark the other day, which uh, seems to have grabbed the headlines, and I think Liverpool fans will enjoy. It's a bit of fun, isn't it? Uh, yeah, the um, a bit Mickey taken of uh, of Gary Neville, and you can you know what he meant really. He didn't. I don't think mean it. Quite as intentionally as it as it sounded, but it was it was fun, and he's, uh, he's he's clearly making a little bit of a name for himself. I think what he said over analysis on, on that show, to be fair, and, and without being stupid, I mean it's hard enough trying to speak and think of what you're going to say without pushing <laughs> buttons and whatever. You know. It only goes it only goes back to the old yeah. tables we used to have with little counters, but the fans can see it. I think you can complicate it a little bit too much. Yeah. I'd rather they talk about the game because I mean let's be honest, Gary Neville's been very good at it. Um, yeah, I think so. Everybody, yeah. You know, yeah. Man United, do you think, no, he's going to be Man United and hate Liverpool. Right. He's been quite fair across the board. Very rational, yeah. yeah. Jamie's gone in and, again, it's just keep his voice down a touch. And, you know. I mean, you know, some of these programmes now are getting a bit irritating. I mean, I don't know if you ever sit there and listen to trying Robbie Savage now analysing games and stuff like that. I mean, which, 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 yeah. I, I don't watch. I turn it well, off I when he, when he tell comes me on. So but I, I mean, you're getting people. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, well, you're not missing anything. No. But I mean, they're asking everybody now to be analytical over over a game. Some ke- people are capable of doing it. Certainly, Gary Neville is. I think it does it really, really say, well. It's about what your content is. When you, I mean, again, you can be great talkers and whatever, and say nothing. It's about what you see and what you, you, your knowledge of the game is. That's why Gary Neville for me has been been excellent at it. I still would have liked to see him go the other way into into, 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 into football. Yes. Me personally, that's. Yeah. But I mean, he made his own decision and he made it. You know, maybe there's another season in, in Jamie, but he made his decision because obviously he got a, a good offer and he, he went and did it. The only way I think is that if you go into that that sort of media job and you do it for three years, it's very difficult to come back into the football side. Yes. If, if he'd have gone the other way around and into the the coaching bit and. and well, you've had team, yeah. You know, we've seen it with Neville. Neville went back into the coach. He got that offer yeah, to go back yeah. into coaching. So, I mean, it, the, you know, time. You know, it's not lost for Jamie. He's only three, you know, two months into the in, into it all. So, but Gary's I mean, alongside the football, really, alongside the commentary yeah, bit as he well. Did, he did yeah. Sky first and, yeah. and, and the writing yeah. as well. You know, so um, I, I think in, in time, Jamie's going to be. He's more likely to be a, a tracksuit man than a hopefully a suit man. Because I think, having done 
both those jobs um, I think the the easy one is sitting there just talking about it but that's not but you, you know, never get beat can you no you never you're, <laughs> you're a, a quarter to five manager yeah, you know yeah. Yeah, you know that you can talk about everything that's gone wrong but the manager's got to pick things you know at two o'clock so I think myself watching him he would be a big asset if he has a year at the, whatever he's doing he's got his playing career like out the way as it were he's had a year with television it's you know, I don't think it would satisfy him to do that for the rest of his life. To come back into the game with the knowledge he's got and the and the enthusiasm, and I think he would be a great asset coming back. Get his badges done while he's he's doing this TV stuff, uh, and then be be a coach manager. So getting the, the, the right time. job then, isn't it? Really, once you've left Liverpool at the end of the day, maybe there's a slot there somewhere at Liverpool for him, but. But Once you've right. left, you've, you know it's more difficult. I would say. Well, that, that's always hard, though, as well, isn't it? To, to go, you know, to start at the top. I mean, you know, it, the, the right way might be to yeah. to sort of to start at a, a different level and um, and to sort of yeah. to to work your way up a little I, I, bit. I was it's very lucky tough. with the, obviously being a 25 and being reserve team coach for all that time. And I thought that that 10 years of my life was the, the best learning curve because yeah. they yeah. let me alongside the first team. Uh, had a say in, in matters. Not you know, if it was wrong, you're wrong. But I mean, it, it does give you a, a knowledge of what other people do in the game, yeah. and not just at the top level. And you were working with great men as well. Exactly that. You, you know, yeah. Bob Paisley, Joe Fagan. I mean, it yeah. was a great Ronnie, yeah. learning period for you. Yeah. Okay, now let's just push it forward, last to the weekend, uh, Southampton, who I saw last week on, on television, and I f- didn't fancy them at all. I, you know. I, the papers were quite kind to them, but I didn't think they played that well, Southampton. So are we, we're on a roll. One defeat in the last 17 games, which is incredible. You know, it's a, a terrific it is, yeah. aggregate that for, uh, for any Liverpool team. But this one, one, one defeat in 17 games. Now, we're up there at the top. Southampton, can we see them off? Well, I think you know Liverpool should be saying that this is a, a, a winnable game, and, and we, we go into it with no fear whatsoever. Aware that they're perhaps they are dangerous under Pochettino, I think that the, there has been an improvement. I think there was a little bit of an uproar initially when you know Southampton replaced Nigel Adkins, and maybe the way it was done was a little bit unfair on him, but. Pochettino has certainly improved Southampton. They play with a fast style. I think they're, they're, you know, they're, they're good on the break. I think that's what we're going to have to be aware of. You know, mm. Young players like Lallana and Schneiderlin. And then they've got the, 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 the strike force now as well to, sort of, to boot. So it's not going to be a pushover, but they're not in the best of four. Um, but I think they, they play a, a reasonable style. So it wouldn't be a pushover, but I think we're going with confidence. The biggest thing for me is complacency. Yeah. Now you've, you've, you've had a good start of the season. You think, well, we're going well. And, and even the fans have said, "Oh, we've got three three games. We should win now." <laughs> that is like danger time, yeah. isn't it? They do. First thing about your players, yeah. you're playing a, a team in the Premier League. Hey, go out there and beat them. The other day, don't let them in the game. So much, I mean, the nice thing about Liverpool, they've started most of the games really well. They've not continued that for the 90 minutes. But I'm a great believer in starting the game well. Sometimes you can win the game in the first half hour. Yeah. Hey, and if they can do that against them, to put them under pressure and win it but don't get complacent because it's very easy 
um, as I say, to, to, to get caught out by the teams you expect to beat. I think we beat them 1-0 last year at home and uh, whilst we um, probably should have won it more comfortably, I think we did give them an opportunity and, you know, as we've seen already, you know, in the Stoke game, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't want to be sort of hanging on and allowing these sort of, you know, sort of middle-of-the-road type sides in with a chance late, late into the game. So, as you said earlier on, yeah. saying, I think you go off and you get the game, you know, you take the game by the throat and you put them out of their misery sort of early on. And the fact now that we're top of the league, I think, well, hopefully we're going to spare us on you. We want to stay there, don't we? And, and it's it's a pride thing now. We're top of the league. You know, let's One let's of the two tests now, isn't it, to see that are we going to stay in that top four? Mm. Because you, if you're going to stay in that far, top four, you've got to win these games. And everyone thinks you should win them, but you've got to go out and make yeah. sure that you do. Yeah, yeah. they're doing is always the hardest thing, isn't it? Yeah, let's go, Kate. Well, I'm looking forward to it anyway. I think we'll beat Southampton. Um, just to finalise uh, today's little chat, lads. There was a, a picture in the paper there, the other day up here where Everton and Liverpool players out together in a restaurant socialising. Now, was it like that, David, when you played? Yeah, I think there was a, a reasonable, healthy relationship in, in years gone by, wasn't there? You know, when, in my time, I mean, people like Mick Lyons was was the Everton captain, and um, I mean, whilst he was the most competitive of Everton players, oh, he, you know, yeah. you, you could you know, bump into the likes of Mick, Andy King, and, and, and others, and I mean, because you know Terry Darracott, and because there were so many sort of local-born players in in both teams, um, it wasn't any big. Thing to come across the lads, and um, and whilst we, we remain competitive, I mean, I think we were able to mix, and that, that's good. I mean, it should be a healthy relationship between the two. Yeah, clubs. I think it should be. Once it's off the pitch, I, mean, I don't think we ever went out together as two teams, no. whatever they were. No. But I mean, you meet you meet the lads out yeah. sometimes, yeah. You know, and had a bit of banter. Yeah. Um, and 14 member years, we were like doing really well against them, so we could sort of put one over on them. But at the end of the day, what goes on the pitch yeah. is is done. Shake hands. And then you can be normal people. Oh yeah, well, I mean, we used to get stuck into them on the pitch, and the, but Saturday nights here in Liverpool, we'd, we'd all we used to all go to the one club, you know, a couple of clubs yeah. in Liverpool, you know, cabaret club. We used to get good acts on in those days, and the lads would be there or down the Royal Tiger. Well, it's only it's, it's, a, it's yeah. a small city, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's a great city, by the way. Now I, I think we but should all be proud of our city, but uh, yeah. I, you're not going to be, if you go out, you're going to meet somebody, aren't you? that's for sure. Yeah. Oh no, we we all and of course we, we had a few Scots players in our team, and uh, they had in theirs. So the jocks would always get together and uh, got a little clan going, and uh, and Saturday nights we have a right few drinks. So that was the way we socialised, and yet the the fans would be, oh, you know, they hate this guy and hate that guy, and uh, and we were all having, what are you having now? You have another, you know, have a drink with them. So. You know, the fact that today's players are socialising, yeah, we all agree yeah. that that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure that the foreign players will do much of that with them. I mean, no, not I don't sure know. As, yeah. as, as the language much, yeah. barrier. I think I think they learn the learn language pretty quickly now, don't they? But yeah. I think the fact that you know so continent, so many continental players in both teams yeah. that certain you know lads are, are friends of the you know you know I think we had it with Arteta and Alonso they were big mates in in you know a couple of years ago yeah. and stuff like that. Right. So there, there are a number of yeah. links there little, between little, the players. So they yeah they, they, if they make it comfortable for I each other to get to yeah. to provide you know to show their best. Well, the then, players, then it's, it it's nice to see the players off the pitch being friendly. That's a good. It's a good thing for the fans to be the same way. Have your banter. Make sure it doesn't go too far. Yeah. On the day, of course, derby matches. Well, they become what they are. But it's about football and support your team, but don't step over the mark. And I think the fans can learn a little bit off that. Yeah. Okay. Well, boys, and uh, I think we've uh, sort of come to the end of our little chat here at the Hilton, and uh, let's look forward to the weekend. Hope that uh, the Reds keep up their great form. So, to all our fans out there. 
We'll see you again.